0: Hello?
1: What's
0: your least favorite scary movie? hi ho neighborinos! Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about our least favorite aspects and most debatable opinions of our most favorite scary movies.
1: We fight over our favorinos.
0: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jesse. And
1: my name is Travis. And you know what? What?
0: Today's a good day. Yeah? Yeah. Why? It's warm outside. We've had daylight savings, so it's also still light outside. I'm wearing space taco cat leggings.
1: With hot sauce.
0: With hot sauce. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling damn right skippy. We got some rum and cokes going on in here. We got a dog that wants to bust down our door. So, you know, we got a lot of good things going on. And we're talking about... Friday the 13th, part three! Yeah!
1: Coming right at you in 3D.
0: Now, you didn't see that because this is an audio podcast, but I totally moved my hand towards the mic. She's so did. All trippy. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: was, it was great.
0: Super, super scary.
1: But yeah, Friday the 13th, part three. We're going back into the franchise this week, like we have been the past few months. Trying to do one a month until we're done with the entire set. We got the Scream Factory uh, Deluxe Edition, so highly recommend it for those that are interested. It's and, a great set.
0: And if anybody's curious, all of the DVDs come with uh, alternate covers. Oh, So, yeah. two-sided covers. And this week, before we even started watching the movie, Travis and I already had a major difference of opinion. He likes the lame alternate cover, and I think the original is much better.
1: The original... It's just the poster from the movie. Yeah. And this one has like a, custom artwork. It's
0: not I don't like always the custom good. custom artwork. I don't like it. I don't think it looks good.
1: I liked it. I don't it, looked, it was kind of cartoony, but you know, I like cartoony, obviously, for those who will get mm. the shit that I draw. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll post both of them on Instagram and you guys can tell us who oh, has yeah. the we'll, superior we'll do taste. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you yeah. know, Friday 13th, part three. Movie came out in 1982. Once again, we got Steve Miner at the helm, directing.
0: Miner? I hardly know her!
1: <laughs> Zoe was not amused with that.
0: Amused?
1: Okay, stop. <laughs> um, you know, I got curious, um, mm-hmm. because Friday the 13th is like where he started directing, and I feel like it was definitely because he wrote the first one, and he had to step in for the second one, so... I don't know if he ever had, like, aspirations to be a director, but I got curious and I wanted to look up his filmography because he continued directing, like, the rest of- Stop mimicking me. (laughs) Um, He continued directing the rest of his career. I think he's still directing, but I pulled a couple of interesting movies that he did that I'm kind of surprised. Okay. So after he did this one, this is his last Friday the 13th that he directed. Okay. But he went on to do this movie. Uh, neither of us have seen it, but it's a, I know this is like a cult classic. It's called House in 85.
0: I feel like we need to watch that whenever we close in honor of closing on our house.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, by the way, folks, we're getting a house and our recording setup is going to be so much better. So that'll be exciting.
1: Yeah, we're not going to be next to like a major road. So you're not going to be hearing cars and shit driving by. And hopefully, we, you know, we'll minimize the jingliness of these guys here too. But I can't guarantee that.
0: We'll have kitten mittens.
1: Yeah, kitten mittens. All right, we're off track here. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, he did house. It's like a haunted house type movie.
0: The um, second one is called The Second Story. How do you, how you know about that?
1: too oh well there you go cool he did lake placid which is a monster movie i think yes i've never seen him have you Mm-mm. okay
0: i'm not big on monster movies
1: this one is the one that really surprised me though he did halloween h20 what yeah right isn't that crazy and that's a really good entry too yeah so you know i think he actually might be a decent director
0: i think directing is definitely where he shines i said this during Friday the 13th Part 2, and I'm going to say it again here, I think that he the his writing was not super passionate, but I think he has brought a different energy to these last two installments of the franchise.
1: Yeah, I can see that. He does a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah he didn't write this one. Yeah, he's kind of turning the writing over to other people for the past two movies. Which was
0: probably good.
1: Yeah. All right. So this one was written by Martin... Kittroser, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's a weird last name. Uh, and Carol Watson. So they're the ones to blame for this one. I, To your surprise, I'm sure, and everybody else's, this one is a little bit lower on the list of Friday the 13th movies for me. So I'm not a big fan of this one. Wow. Yeah, it's got its moments, but wow. it, um, it takes a little bit to get to those moments.
0: I think that this one is where the series is really kind of starting to come into its own. That's not to say that I don't have some big problems. I've got more notes than usual today, (laughs) but I think out of the three that we have watched for the podcast, this one is definitely, I feel like the better written. You
1: feel like this one's better written than two?
0: Yes. And I think it, has better like jason stuff
1: yeah i feel like well this one definitely is like the start of like the jason that becomes known throughout the rest of them like he kind of he gets the mask he gets the machete you know it kind of gets all that stuff rolling but
0: we're, we're we're getting into our pros and cons so let's go ahead and do our rankings real quick because i actually made a list of pros and cons this week i'm super organized Okay. This, this is what happens when my seasonal depression goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have mm-hmm. good notes, and I'm not just going, I don't fucking know. Cool. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to say this is a solid six for me.
1: Six? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then I guess you really are coming in higher than me this week, because I give it a five.
0: Whoa! Yeah. That gives us a starting average of five and a half, and uh, I'm in a position I did not expect to be in until much later in the series. Um. Where I'm going to have to convince you to see the light.
1: I like some of those older ones, but yeah, you might be right. I don't know.
0: I'm going to say, okay, so I I made a list of pros and cons. Okay. Because I just had a lot going through my head while we were watching this. And then, then at the end, I kind of had this debate with myself already. So I think that this movie had better storytelling than the first two. They tried to add in some more complexity, something other than just, you know people of an ambiguous age range fucking and then getting killed because they're at a camp for whatever reason. They tried to introduce some different elements. However, some of those story elements are really confusing and not very well done. Okay. So it's kind of like there was an attempt. I appreciate the attempt. Could have been done a lot better. Okay. We get the hockey mask and machete. And that's just iconic. And you can't, can't not say that it's not a big deal.
1: No, those are good, even
0: yeah. the Even the actor that played Shelly, he, you know, didn't go on to really act professionally. He's a lawyer now.
1: Fun fact about him, by the way. He yeah. is a lawyer, but um, he... Uh, so Bird Law? Uh, yeah, Bird Law, maybe.
0: Sorry, uh, we've been watching It's Always Sunny on our off time.
1: <laughs> it's well known at this point that, like, the whole franchise, as a whole, Friday 13th, is going through a lot of legal issues here lately, which mm-hmm. is what's been preventing movies to be made. He specializes in, like, entertainment and movies. So makes sense. Yeah, so since he has, like, a personal attachment to Friday the 13th, like, he, like, constantly, like, tweets. Like, he'll, like, explain what? the situation to uh, fans if they have questions.
0: That's pretty cool. And he, like, cool. breaks it
1: down. Yeah, it's really he, cool.
0: He seems like a much better person than his shitty, shitty character in this movie.
1: Yeah, he's not a good character in the movie. Not at all.
0: Yep. So, we get... We get Mask and Machete Jason, and I think Jason is actually he's allowed to be smart and he's allowed to be brutal in this movie in a way that he wasn't in the first two. Well, I mean in the first one he was barely there at all. But in the second one he he's you know, he gets to have a little bit of a sense of humor, especially in his interactions with Chris. He gets to make some smart moves. I, I get a much better sense of him as a character in this movie. But the downside is that's not until so close to the end so much of like the first half of the movie is just Mm -hmm. shots of his back which credit where credit is due they did not use a stunt double or a stand in for any Jason shot it was all Richard Booker 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 so you know we we got some good good Jason stuff but I felt like I was sorely missing it at the beginning half of the movie so pros and cons there we get on-screen kills. Way more in this one, I feel.
1: We have a decent amount too.
0: Yeah, I think we get a lot more in this, and they put a lot more focus on it. But the downside with that is that it's because it was 3D, so some of it is really, really hokey.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that really drags this down for yes. me. Like, I get that it's 3D and they have to show off the technology, but, like, it's such a big part of pretty much every it shot. Is. Even in the documentary, or not the documentary, like, we watch the behind-the-scenes, like, yeah. special, f- like, footage about the making of the movie and they pretty much said they prioritized like, getting the right shot over acting and anything like that, so you can definitely yeah. tell
0: and, that and that's I, what they were going for. And I don't even think I think it's a problem with any movie that does 3D because they want to show off that 3D technology I immediately go to Final Destination
1: Final Destination That is easily
0: the bad. worst one in the series for me because of the 3D Yeah, even though the story is actually like Fine. I always like when I'm like, wait, which one's the one where they end up? They have the escalator issue and all of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the 3D one. And I'm always surprised because I don't like the 3D one simply because there's so much emphasis on it and it shouldn't be that way.
1: I stand by the fact that all of the Friday or not Friday, all the Final Destination movies are good movies. There's not a weak one in the entire series. That is the weakest, but yeah. it's the three D that drags to rank it down. It, yeah. yeah, it's the, it's definitely the worst. Yes. Um. But um yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I I've got I I've serious. got
0: multiple bullet points. I'm telling you, I'm on a high today.
1: All right, let's go, man.
0: One of my pros is Harold and Edna at the beginning of the movie. I liked them. I wanted more of the movie. If anything, the fact that they were just the first kills is kind of a con for me. Really? Yes. But on the downside, we have Rick and Shelly in this movie.
1: You don't like Rick or Shelly? Oh, wait, mm. what's wrong with Rick?
0: Oh, don't worry. We'll get there. I mean, we'll he's... There. Okay. We'll get there. Oh,
1: I know. You know, the, the characters I didn't care for the most in this one were Chuck, stupid name, He just Chili, didn't do
0: anything. They didn't do anything. They served no purpose other than being high.
1: Dumber. Chili's a dumber name. It That's true. But that's the that was my problem with them. Like, they were barely... They were just there. Yeah. And every scene that they had, it just drugged the movie down so much. Like, they, it didn't add anything.
0: Yeah. No, it was definitely filler.
1: Yeah. It sucks so much.
0: And then I do like that uh, we had a mostly competent final girl. There were some moves that she made that I was like, what? No. Why? But for the most part, she was fairly competent.
1: Yeah, she's a good final she's, girl.
0: She was, yeah, very self-possessed. Yeah. But I just don't give a shit about so many of these characters.
1: Yeah. The characters... Out of all of them so far, I think this is the weakest set of characters for yeah. me. And
0: that's saying something when in the second one we had, like, 20-something counselors. Yeah, but they... And they the, managed to introduce them all in a way that made them feel unique.
1: The second one did a good job. Yeah. The first one... The first they, one I
0: didn't give a shit. I just hated Ned. Fucking yeah. Ned.
1: This one, though. They all just... They,
0: also, I'm a little bit disappointed that Shelly isn't named, like, Ed or Ted or whatever. I don't... We had Ned in the first one, and then was it Ed or Ted in the second one? Ted. Ted. So I think Shelly should have been named Ed. So that way we get this recurring
1: yeah. theme, but, I can see that. That would be good.
0: We did get an Edna, I guess, but she didn't fill that same role. So I want to say before we even get to the movie that the fucking menu music slaps. Yeah. It's so much fun because, you know, you know who did music on this movie? My boy, Harry Manfredini. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He went hard on this one. He did. He it really was like
1: did. a, it was like a disco jam. Yeah, we got us. like,
0: yeah, we got the the funk mix of Friday the Thirteenth. I, I I appreciated it.
1: That's like the only instance of it in the entire like anything that different. Like, I th- I think that he was just like so sick of just doing the like instrumental stuff the entire time. He's like, you know, I want to use this as a platform to like let people take me seriously.
0: He's like, I want. I want people to see the true hairy man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, uh, once again, start a movie with the last five or 10 minutes of the previous movie. Yep, And it served no purpose.
1: It had like one additional shot, I think. And that was Jason, like actually showing him get up at the end, but you don't need to like show the last 10 minutes. (sighs) Okay. This is one of my issues with the movie. Um, it just feels like a repeat of the previous one almost entirely and it down to the very beginning where they're like we're gonna reuse the footage from the previous movie to set things up these movies only come out a year after each other like nobody has that terrible memory you're gonna remember what happened like it's not necessary
0: yeah, it's just it, that's lazy, and the movie is an hour and thirty-five minutes, and we could have cut those five or ten minutes, and it still would have been. Yeah, you don't need featuring. the padding for yeah. this. Yeah, that was that was a questionable decision, and especially like we don't need to see Jason getting up because I mean we're we're in the goddamn sequel. Like, we know yeah. what's happening. Yeah.
1: We know what it's about at this point. It's definitely going to be about Jason.
0: Especially with the fuckery they pull at the end of the movie, which we'll get to when we get to the end. But they pull so much fuckery with, is he dead? Is he not? I don't know. That why do we need to definitively show him getting up? Yeah. We don't.
1: No, you answer. don't. Yeah.
0: But the good news is that... Oh, just going to say... Just going to say, because we didn't talk about this in the last movie, why Mrs. Voorhees' head looks like it was put in a dehydrator and turned into jerky.
1: Maybe he's eating her.
0: To be fair, they do have um, that news report that Edna's watching say there's there's unconfirmed suspicions of cannibalism and sexual mutilation
1: oh I didn't notice that Yeah. oh that puts like a whole other spin on this I
0: know they said unconfirmed so I think that maybe the writers were trying to leave things open for future movies for Jason's MO
1: the sexual thing kind of makes sense though considering what happens with Chris in this because I was thinking like are they going for this type of angle with Jason here and maybe they might confirm it
0: yeah so I, I just and the cannibalism also kind of makes sense because he's just been living in the woods and killing people. And I doubt he's hunting people and deer and rabbits or whatever. Like, he's a big guy. Is a rabbit going to fill him up?
1: He's clearly getting plenty of protein.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, but yeah, we start off. We go to see Harold and Edna. And I just got to say Edna looks so much younger than Harold. Like, so much younger than him. It's a little bit disconcerting. And she's also so fucking over his shit. She's just completely over it. Can you blame her? No, I can't blame her. Clearly, they're not in a happy marriage. She's got to do the laundry and hang it all on the clothesline outside and her hair rollers. Like...
1: And he's just, like, eating all the food in their store and just, like, putting it back on the shelf for whoever buys it next.
0: Yeah, he eats half a donut and puts it back. He's got rabbits. He drinks whiskey while he's taking a shit. Like, I don't know. That's not the life that I dreamed of when I was younger. And I can't imagine it was Edna's dream life either. I just think that their relationship dynamic would have been... So interesting to explore for an hour and a half. I would have been all about it. If we
1: could have swapped them with Chuck and Chili, I would have been cool with that. Hell that yeah. That would have made the movie a lot better, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. But we see uh, Jason steals some Harold's clothes that are on the line to dry. Mm-hmm. That's why he gets to be all uh, nicely dutted out yeah. this, for Setting this
1: movie. Up, I guess this is another setup here. Like He kind of keeps this same type of clothing pretty much the rest of the series. So, yeah, um, I like this whole scene. See, I wish that they would start these with this stuff, because this yes. stuff is good. Like, I yeah. like the stalking stuff.
0: We You didn't, see him just kind of yeah.
1: working in, like, the sheets and just, like, little brief glimpses of him.
0: Which also very much stolen from Halloween still. But, yeah, they, they really needed to just start off with this. We see that Harold, like so many other aspects in his life, has... Things that he wants to do and he wants to care about, but he's just not good at it. Like his two fucking goldfish in the teeny tiny bowl. Folks, that is not a healthy fish setup. Just so you know.
1: Also eats their food.
0: Yeah, and he eats their food for whatever goddamn reason. Um, His rabbit gets into the store and he just doesn't care. Like, he's like, how'd you get here? Which would be one thing, except we see later that he's got a whole runner for them in his barn... Which unfortunately RIP the rest of the bunnies. Yeah. And it's kind of unclear because at first I think we're meant to think that Jason killed the bunnies, but then a snake pops out. I don't know if snakes hunt rabbits.
1: I don't I don't know, know how I know. If they can <laughs> if one snake can kill an entire thing of rabbits, but in this I think that's what happened. So whether it's realistic or not, that's the case here.
0: Yeah, so he decides, once he sees all of his rabbits are dead, he's going to go drink some whiskey on the shitter. And then he's going to hear a suspicious sound and not wash his hands.
1: That happens a lot of times in this, by the way. I've got another instance of this happening. Chuck! Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. What is it with, like, I get, okay, I guess I could see, like, if you think something suspicious is happening. But even if I (laughs) thought there was a killer, like, I don't want to die with poopy hands.
1: Well, okay, we'll talk about that when we get there, because I, I have things to say about that, too. Um, what happens with Harold? I can't remember exactly um, how.
0: Jason just pops out with a cleaver and just straight into his chest. That's right. Yeah. And then Edna is getting, you know, more and more sick of his shit and goes to try and get him to come back in. And then she gets scared by a mouse and then stabbed through the back of the head.
1: Yeah. Um. He, like, reaches for her through, like, a window or something. Yeah. He's really confident in his aim because he stabs through her neck and, like, it goes, like, right between, like, his two fingers there. Like, it's a very close call. Well, we're
0: going to talk about it later, but when he uses the harpoon, his aim is very pure.
1: Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he not lose his fingers in the end of part two? In one hand? I'm pretty sure that final shot that they, like, show here it shows him with, like, no fingers. I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong then everybody forget about it but
0: if Travis he's got all his fingers wrong, back, bring your rottenest tomatoes and come throw them at his head.
1: No don't do that.
0: You could even bring fresh ones. he just doesn't like tomatoes so yeah
1: just keep them It's
0: effective. It's effective method of shaming for him. Uh, but yeah so we had that whole um, bit and then we go to our main cast of characters, which again, I think we're meant to think they are, like, late teenage, early 20 years. They're college
1: because they talk about being roommates.
0: Do they? Yeah. Okay. Um, um,
1: Shelly and Andy are roommates.
0: That's okay, why they're okay. together. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. It, some of them look so much older. N- namely, Chuck and Rick look way older than the rest of them.
1: This is... Yeah. They... I feel like they were just tacked on. Were they even really supposed to be a part of this? I don't know. Because those two characters do not mesh with this cast at all
0: i do want to say though i appreciate the writing in this i feel like it was very self-aware because uh andy and debbie apparently fuck a lot and chris is like sex 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 you guys are always you guys are getting boring you know and i feel like that's the writers like you know the past two movies it's been sex 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 we're gonna mix it up some in this
1: isn't she pregnant
0: i don't know that's another one of those confusing story and elements
1: Because she mentions that she's pregnant. She mentions
0: being pregnant, but then she doesn't really act like she's pregnant. She just pees a lot, which I pee a lot, and I'm not pregnant.
1: But she mentions it multiple times. She
0: mentions it multiple times, but they don't really make it into a thing, and Chris makes her sleep on a hammock, and she's going to drink a shower beer, and I'm just very confused. Yeah. And they're also
1: all smoking in the van with her, too.
0: I just... And I'm not saying that people don't do those things when they're pregnant, but it just... It feels very confusing.
1: Maybe she's just, like, wanting attention, pretending to be pregnant.
0: I mean, it's possible. I don't know. I'm very... I'm, and she's, like, very chill for a college student that's pregnant with her apparently new boyfriend. Because they have to be new for, like, sex to be, like, something that they... Not not saying that people <laughs> that have been together for a while don't love sex. I'm saying, like, they're acting like it's a new thing for them to be fucking. Okay, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Like, if I had friends that had been together for five years and all they talked about around me was their sex life, I would just be like,
1: "Well, first of all, could you
0: could you calm down? Son?
1: Do do people really talk about their sex life like that? Like, that's kind of, I would not feel comfortable about just like talking about like, I mean, sex. some
0: some people are more open about stuff. I just the way they act, they, like it seems so novel for them that it gave me the impression they're a newer couple." Mm. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe the pregnancy thing was in an earlier draft of the script, and it just didn't get scrapped for this one.
1: Yeah, I could see that. They, there they were multiple rewrites, yeah, they, so. They've definitely shifted things around.
0: But, yeah. They uh, want to make sure Chris is okay after what happened at the lake, and this is a whole thing that drove me crazy until about halfway through the film, because I was like, they talk about what happened to her at the lake, and I'm like, is she... From the last movie, and I just don't remember. Is she one of the counselors that wasn't there? Like, I was going crazy trying to figure out if we yeah. were supposed to know what happened to her at the lake or not. And we do eventually get an answer, but I just don't like the way that this concept was introduced. Because, especially, like, if we started the movie with Jenny yeah. at the lake. Like, you know what I mean? It feels like that's meant to tie in, and it doesn't. If we had just scrapped the first, like, five or ten minutes, I think...
1: Except for the Some Harold and Edna stuff.
0: Yeah, Harold and Edna can stay. Harold yeah. and Edna forever. Maybe or just not. Set as a it
1: up better. Just yeah. uh, the setup here is wonky. Yeah. I don't. I don't care for it.
0: Yeah, and they go and they get their friend Vera and Vera's mom is like, Vera's not going, and Vera's like, Yes, I am. And to be fair, her mom was right that this wasn't a good, <laughs>
1: good yeah. idea. idea.
0: Um, then uh, the cops are behind them, and all of these people smoking weed, and they're little hippie shag rug lined van decide that a good option is to eat the weed mm-hmm. and i know like i know i'm not a connoisseur no and i know edibles are a thing yeah but
1: this does if, not have yeah. an effect on you
0: but isn't it gross uh,
1: yeah i'm sure I've never eaten raw weed before, but, I mean, it doesn't have the... uh, I don't think you get high if you just eat it straight up like that. Yeah,
0: but it seems like it's kind of, like, mess with your digestive system or something.
1: It probably does something to you. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It was a bad idea, and the cops weren't even there for them anyway.
1: I don't know why they would think that they were going for them. Like, it was clearly something that was happening that they had to get to. Like, it's not like they were behind them and then turn yeah, on the lights exactly so stupid these people um, are stupid
0: also i'm just gonna say people hotbox like no other around lexington i've been next to i've been in traffic before and i've been next to somebody hotboxing while also right in front of a cop the cops don't give a shit they have a double homicide to deal with right now they don't care about your weed yeah i'm not telling people to drive under the influence of of the weed the weeds um I'm just saying, like.
1: Yeah, they are bigger issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I don't I've, know. About I've back never in the seen. 80s. I've
0: never seen a cop care about it. So.
1: Oh, there are cops that care about it for sure. I mean, they more of like a way to like bust people whenever they're just looking for shit. Uh, yeah. But you know, that's a whole other yeah. thing.
0: But uh, yeah. So they they keep driving and Chris almost commits vehicular manslaughter. Um.
1: She's a big time rubbernecker, by the way, after because they drive by the scene like of like Harold and everything. I can't stand that shit. If she would have kept doing that, though, she would have ran over this old dude that's just chilling in the middle of the road. Um,
0: Actually, if Debbie hadn't been there and been like, hey, stop the fucking van. Exactly.
1: Uh, she wasn't paying attention to the road.
0: Yeah. And this man is just laying in the middle of the road and he's got an eyeball. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the eyeball is ever fully explained. The old man is never fully explained.
1: I think he's supposed to be like this movie's Ralph. Because he like is telling them that they're doomed type thing.
0: Ralph would never walk around with an eyeball. How dare you speak so ill of the dead?
1: You say that so confidently. But that dude was... I think he had it in him too.
0: No, he had the proper fear and respect of what Jason is capable of.
1: This guy needed the eye for like the 3D effect. Because he has to hold it at the camera whoa
0: oh Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. it doesn't even
1: look like an eye by the way
0: it didn't it i don't
1: even know no. if they wouldn't have said it's an eye i would have never guessed what it was yeah it
0: looked like they took a white stocking and stuffed it with like cotton balls or something and then dipped it in water that's what i th- and vaseline i think that's what happened
1: okay i could see that maybe
0: it doesn't i it's not it's not a it wasn't a functional eyeball like aside from it not being in the head, I mean, like, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been like <laughs> if I plucked out your eye right now. That's not what it would have looked like. No. So we the- get to Chris's family's. Ha- I'm confused by this too because mm. it seems like her family lived there or it was their summer house. I don't know. I'm very confused by it. She. I don't
1: think it's her family's house because I don't think her family are like like her parents are gone. It, I think it's just like a place like a, that they had. So I think it is like kind the, of more like, like a summer, summer house. Type. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. That that makes some sense. It was just it was very confusing because it. I thought maybe she was going to reveal her parents were dead or something because yeah it it was just confusing. Um, they get there and rick is there got a rick immediately uh plants went on her after scaring the bejesus out of her when she opens the door and then she's like hey so i had some trauma and i'm not sure that i'm ready for a relationship but i'd like to spend some time with you and he's like did she
1: mention that she had trauma there she was okay i didn't catch up yeah
0: and uh she's like i haven't been back here since two summers ago when it happened and i just want to spend some time and and get to re re reacquaint myself with you and he's like can we do it naked I wanna fuck! Come on, Chris, I need to fuck! And it just like, that's literally all he cares about. He doesn't care yeah. about Chris as a human being. He could find other humans to fuck. I like. He
1: said he sacrificed going with one girl.
0: I know! That's one of the reasons he sucks! Yeah. And then he, like, immediately calls her fat. He insults her friends. He was
1: joking about that.
0: It was not a funny joke.
1: I'm I'm sure that's not... I would not joke about something like that to somebody. I, I see what you're saying. He definitely is. And
0: then later when he's annoyed, he's like, I'm just gonna leave. Like, he's emotionally manipulative. I do not like this guy. No, he is hold on. With...
1: At that point, I would be pissed too because... That's like at the point when Shelly comes back with his car all fucked up and they're like, hey, yeah, it'll be all right, just a couple repairs. And you know what? If I were in that situation too, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm gone.
0: If I were in that situation, I'd be like, cool, so how are you going to pay me for those repairs? That would be me in that situation. And that would also be you in that situation. And I know because of spring break of our, was it sophomore or junior year of college? I don't
1: remember what you're talking about.
0: When one of our spring break buddies threw up on our bags. Do you remember? Oh, and God. we, and he was like, "My bad." And we we're like, "No, you gotta fix this."
1: The one where we were in yeah, uh, when we were in Gallenberg. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: He threw up, and he said it was because of medication, but it was because of vodka. And then we we're like, "No, that's not cool. You can't just throw up on our stuff and say my bad. We gotta share a room for the rest of the week." So then he went into the bathroom and cleaned it with my, <laughs> with my conditioner.
1: oh my god yeah i remember this yeah okay so So fair point that's
0: how i know that you wouldn't just like that
1: i would say that and then get that address and be like yeah i'm out of here because fuck this shit because i i mean the people her friends suck
0: i There's a way to do it that's different than how he did it. He was being emotionally manipulative. He's like, fine, I'm just going to leave. Because clearly you just don't care about me. And I still haven't seen your fucking tits. And like, he's just, yeah. He's he's
1: definitely like super aggressive. Rick's a dick. Yeah.
0: Fuck him. And this is where we find out that uh, maybe Chris's parents are also dicks. We confirm it later. She shows Debbie up to what used to be her room. And Debbie says, hey, where's the bed? And Chris goes, here it is and it's a hammock
1: <laughs> to be fair it looked like a pretty comfy hammock
0: i just don't feel like that can be good for your back
1: no i wouldn't want that I it's like an all-time t- bad
0: yeah i like no I just...
1: yeah that was bad she doesn't have good parents
0: and then uh, and then i was like this is where i wrote down is she pregnant should a pregnant woman be sleeping in a hammock I don't know. I don't know enough about pregnancy, and I don't know enough about how valid the claims about her being pregnant are.
1: Yeah, it's questionable at this point.
0: Yeah. Then we hear a scream, and uh, Shelly has, once again, because we didn't talk about this before, but we're introduced to Shelly with him acting like he's murdering Andy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Andy's like, hey... Don't do that this weekend. These people don't know you. It's kind of weird. Just be cool. I got you a date. but it wasn't really a date, but it was just like... I
1: think it was a setup, like a blind date yeah. type thing.
0: But no. No, Shelley had to go and put an axe in his head and pretend to be murdered. And nobody was amused. Uh,
1: I thought it was funny that I feel like Andy has done, like dealt with this so many times that he's like, okay, let me tickle him. And then this will defuse <laughs> the entire situation. <laughs> Because it did. It was mean, fine after the tickles.
0: Like, and I just... Clearly this group wasn't... I don't know. Because before this, they are like, why aren't you with everybody else down at the lake? And he said, oh, they're skinny dipping and I'm not skinny enough. And I... Like, did they say that to him? Or did he think that himself? Because...
1: He thinks that himself. Yeah. This guy's got terrible confidence. Um, he's an incel in the making. I oh, think. for sure. Yeah. He's
0: 100% a nice guy. Yeah. It... I and mean, there's, there's a whole lot more to unpack later on, but yeah. fuck Shelly and fuck Rick. They're both just like, they feel like they're owed women's affections regardless of how they act or regardless of what the woman is feeling. Nobody is owed anything from another human being. Yeah. It's bullshit. This is, they're ter- terrible. Terrible terrible and unfortunately we spend so much time with those two characters on screen
1: they're like some of the people that survived the longest i
0: know it like god you know what as as nothing as chuck was at least he was just getting high and making popcorn like it's not interesting to watch in a movie but at least i'm not seething with rage
1: um i would rather seethe with rage than be bored because at least i'm getting a reaction
0: I had a reaction to him making the popcorn.
1: You did have a reaction to that. We we made (laughs) made
0: popcorn after the movie was
1: over. She made me make popcorn after the movie was over.
0: (laughs) I had a very strong reaction to that scene. So Vera decides that she just, she already needs to get out of this place. And Shelly's like, let me come with you. No one likes me. And she's like, I don't like you either. But then she lets him in because I think Vera is really trying hard to be a nice person.
1: She's trying. Well, she says that she likes him, which I don't believe her. But, you know, she's just trying to be nice. I I think
0: she's trying to like the parts of him that aren't obnoxious.
1: Which Which is few and far between. I don't really feel like they're... Well, I guess he's kind of nice at the store that they go to here. Yeah. Because they go to, like, a convenience store or something.
0: Yeah, they go to a convenience store. Um, Vera doesn't have any money. The cashier's like, oh, we don't take food stamps. And I was like, cool. Yeah, what the fuck is that? uh, Like, I mean, and that's a policy for some stores, and that's fine. But she didn't have to be so shitty about it. She
1: said in, like, a condescending tone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's being
0: shitty. And so, (laughs) Shelly...
1: Throws, throws the, the wallet, the wallet right at directly
0: you. at the camera because we're gonna do a 3D and Shelly has a fucking Velcro wallet.
1: <laughs> yeah. He talked about um how many times he had to shoot this scene too because apparently you have to Yeah, because like,
0: those things weigh like an ounce. They that's, have to do
1: like forty-ish takes to get yeah, this shit right. That's
0: like a, the the scrap the little scrap of fabric that Talia won't let us throw away that she yeah. tries to play with and we can't get it to throw farther than a foot. And she's always so disappointed.
1: Don't shame the Velcro, Velcro wallet people, because I'm sure there are people out there that like their Velcro.
0: Yeah. And most of them are like 14.
1: Yeah. Because that's about the age. (laughs) Like,
0: look, I'm sorry. If you're a grown adult with a Velcro wallet, maybe you have your reasons, but I just, and you know what? You do you. I'm just a random person. You shouldn't base your life decisions off of what I say, but just know if I see you in public, I am going to judge you.
1: Just throw it at her like Shelly throws the wallet and then we'll be like, hey. We'll
0: be like, you listen to our podcast. (laughs) Also, I'm keeping your money. (laughs) But I mean, I assume you've only got like a dollar bill in there because all you have is a Velcro wallet.
1: That's the rule for this because she doesn't give the wallet back to Shelly. That's true, yeah. Yeah, We'll Yeah. we'll keep your wallet.
0: Although I will say that she's uh, kind of got worse ethics than these uh, this group of scary bikers that come up and try and steal her money in broad daylight in front of a cashier that probably has, you know, an emergency safety button under the desk.
1: Probably not, because this is, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Okay,
0: well, then she probably has a shotgun.
1: Yeah, that's more like it, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there. that was a scary group, like... I was just yeah. like, oh, oh, like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm unhappy. I don't know what their deal is, if they're just, like, mean people together. I don't feel like they're in a gang, because yeah, they're... That's a gang. But their, their jackets and vests all have different patches on the back.
1: Maybe it's rankings.
0: No, no, the, that works differently.
1: Um, well, this is a movie, so it doesn't have to go, like, exactly...
0: I just, it was confusing to me. But then I did see the spider on... Uh, Ollie. Ollie's jacket and we watched deadbeat at dawn last night and i was going like Jeez. he's a spider
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked but, Ollie the best there because uh the whole scene when they uh, when they get out of there and showy accidentally backs into the motorcycle uh Ollie stops him and he like waves him down and showy stops i don't know why he would stop in this situation because it's like
0: yeah he should have just driven past there yeah they managed to get out of the convenience store With all their shit They get into the car Vera's not driving Cause she's got Like crazy adrenaline And she's pissed And she doesn't want to wreck So Shelly's like I'll drive And then he immediately Backs in Two of the three Scary people's motorcycles And Ollie's like Hey I got a fucking chain I'm gonna fuck your shit up Will you stop your car For a second And but Shelly dies
1: And when he stops too Like the He like gives him the fake out he like slowly Like walks up to the car And then he like smiles And waves <laughs> And then he just Punches it right through it It's so good. I love it. It's so funny.
0: These three were an interesting element to add to the movie, and I think it was important for, like, some of the setup later, but it was kind of like a confusing decision to put in there. You
1: know what I mean? I thought it was good. I mean, it's kind of natural, because, I mean, you know... It feels
0: a little bit forced. It doesn't
1: to me. This is one of the things I don't have an issue with, because um, like, shit like that can happen.
0: I guess. I
1: just... Like, it adds... One adds to the body count, which I guess that's important for a slasher. Um, and adds an extra threat into the mix because...
0: It would have been more of a threat if somebody back at the cabin had seen them and had some sort of interaction with them. You know what I mean? Maybe. And like, they're dealing with, oh, we've got these three crazy people trying to burn us alive. And then Jason also pops up and it's like, wow, we've got multiple threats to deal with.
1: Are you familiar with the term jobbing? No. So it's basically like, um, I hear it mostly in like animes, like Dragon Ball Z, um, but I think it's mostly like a wrestling term. But um, it's something like where you set up somebody that is like tough and intimidating and you put them up against something and like, so like they're set up to be like a very like tough, intimidating, like set of people. Okay. And then you have Jason there who takes them out effortlessly. Oh okay. So it's like kind of showing how much of a like a threat Jason is that he can take out these people. Basically they're just as like a plot device to like show how tough of a character somebody is. Okay. Which I cool. think is something that kinda is what is done here because like they're shown to be pretty ruthless and he takes like all three of them out like back to back to back. Like kind effortlessly. Of. Kind, kind of. of. But he definitely like makes short work of them.
0: Yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that aspect of it. I was mostly thinking about them siphoning the gas later.
1: That is also that, important, that was an though. important plot point. Yeah. So
0: then we get another unnecessary three D moment with the yo yo.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that. I
0: was, I was, <laughs> they didn't like. It's not like they had been yo yoing before. Like just like. Whoa.
1: They could have like got that out and kept the juggling scene and just yes, left it no, at the that.
0: juggling scene. I appreciated the shots with the juggling scene, even without 3D. I thought it was just kind of a cool shot.
1: Yeah, it was cool.
0: So we see the scary group has come back, has like followed them to the cabin, which I wonder how because I don't you, know you, how you can hear do. motorcycles. Motorcycles are loud, especially when there's three of them riding together. Also,
1: how do they know where they are?
0: Yeah, it that whole thing was a little bit sus. Yeah. Uh, but and at first. <laughs> At first, when they are clearly gonna siphon gas because they've got the tanks and the the hose, and uh, Ollie's like, "Yeah, we, we gotta give, we gotta pay them back for what they did to us." And I was like, "Siphoning gas? I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of inconvenient, and I guess it's like, <laughs> I guess it's a fair enough retaliation because your bikes were knocked over, but they clearly still work because you drove out here." Yeah. Um. So in my head, like that was like. What I think was thinking that they were doing at first is they were just coming out there to siphon their gas. And <laughs> I was like, this is, like, high school level. They don't seem like a scary gang to just do that, but that's okay. And then Ollie's like, yeah, go start pouring this around the barn. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're, like, actual sociopaths.
1: Yeah, that is fucked up. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So they're going to siphon the gas, then use that gas to burn the barn down... And it also kind of adds this important element because you know, as soon as the gas is gone from the van, that somebody's going to try and escape in the van later and not yeah. be able to. And so I thought that was kind of an organic way to make it, I other did, than just yeah. like the stereotypical. Ooh, my just car's not starting. Not working. I
1: kind of did that with, in part two with Jenny, like, oh yeah, my car's shitty, it's yep. not going to work. Yeah, but this time, yeah, it actually had like a legitimate reason, which I respected.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Fox goes into the barn and she's swinging on a rope until she's not. Then Loco's like, "Go get Fox," and he gets up there, and she has been speared to a beam, Mm-hmm. and she's very dead. And then he also gets speared through his gut,
1: and also becomes very dead. And
0: also becomes very dead. And then Ali is like, "Hey, it's really efficient, really inefficient to have a gang with only three people." Um, <laughs> so he goes to the barn to try and find them, and then loco's dead body falls on him and then we we think that he has been deaded too but not before he picks up a machete yeah we kind of i think that moment gets kind of glossed over that he picks up the machete that jason ends up using not that jason exclusively uses a machete but i think that's what most people associate yeah. him with
1: i i thought that too like when i saw that's like oh here's a machete like, yeah we're finally we're setting so much stuff up here
0: yeah um so we go back and we go back to these uh, college kids, and Andy and Debbie are gonna go upstairs and have hammock sex, very carefully. Which is, <laughs>
1: apparently is very good, according to her.
0: Yeah, I like. They have to have done that before. I've tried to like move around in a hammock, and every time I've fallen flat on my ass.
1: Yeah, it's tough.
0: I just can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, um, but yeah. So then it leaves Shelley and Vera alone because Rick and Chris have gone to drive out even more into the middle of nowhere to talk about their bullshit issues. And Shelley's like, "I like you, Vera. I want to put my pee pee in your V. And she's like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> um, she's like, "I'm gonna go outside for a little bit, and when I come back in, I'm gonna talk to you." Like, and I think honestly, she handled this really well. Like, she just wasn't, you know. Not they just it. yeah, they just met. She didn't have a good initial impression of him because he really hasn't given her a good initial impression. Yeah, you know what I mean, like
1: yeah, he's he's killing himself here. Yeah,
0: he's really just like he's overcompensating with his like
1: humor. Yeah, yeah, marks. yeah, like yeah. these
0: pranks that he keeps trying to pull, and uh, he just uh, there's got to be like decent parts to him underneath, and, and like, but she's just like you know I'm not. I'm not feeling this right now. I'm going to go outside. When I come back in, I'll, we'll talk. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice way to handle it. Because it's not like she didn't outright go like, no, never. I don't want to talk to you the rest of the time we're here. Like...
1: Yeah, she could have done a lot worse. Yeah. Tonight.
0: And, of course, in typical nice guy fashion, he calls her a bitch. Because yeah. she rejected him.
1: This is whenever I made the note, like, at that point, I was like, yeah, he's definitely an incel. Like... like- Why would, yeah, that's just uncalled for. Because, just because she wasn't like immediately interested in you. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's a bitch because she's like rejected.
0: Even if you, even if he hadn't been totally obnoxious this whole time, they just met. Yeah. They just met. Uh, It just, it was a little bit ridiculous. And then he doesn't help it any when she goes out and she's sitting on the dock and then he pops up from underneath. Yeah. in, In full scuba gear. Plus a hockey mask. Yeah. And a harpoon. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> I don't understand what... was? Did he come prepared to scuba? I,
0: I don't... Apparently.
1: Uh, so weird.
0: I don't know. Um... It just... Uh, he's not... Like, he's alone because of because he of is him. As a person. Yeah, he
1: needs to, like, do some, like, self-reflecting and address some of his issues.
0: Um... But meanwhile, we go back to the hammock and, uh... Debbie says that basically Andy doesn't have good thrust work and the hammock (laughs) helped him out with it. (laughs) Then we go back over to Chris and Rick who are sitting on a rock and talking to each Mm. other. And Chris finally reveals that no, she wasn't in part two. She, uh, (laughs) She stayed out two years ago. She had a date with Rick and she was home late and her parents were mad because she missed curfew. And I think her parents weren't mad that she missed curfew, but because she missed curfew with somebody who's obviously much older than her.
1: Maybe casting wise, but I think in this, they're supposed to be the same age.
0: I don't look at it at all.
1: But she, yeah, the mom hit her and then... The mom hit her, she which, goes run. wow,
0: shitty. Yeah. So she, you know, as a teenager is like, oh, I'll teach you to hit me. And she goes out into the woods and then Jason finds her. And she runs and falls, and then she says she just doesn't remember anything.
1: This is such a good scene, too. I like this. This is something that I thought was actually really well done. Um, I like how it was overlaid. Yeah. So, like, you're getting, like, a dual shot, basically, of, like, what's happening in the flashback. And I thought it was really creepy. Like...
0: It was. It adds something to to the mythos of Jason Voorhees. Yeah. And I think it, it, it becomes important later, and I'll mention why, but... You know, basically she says at one point she falls and he grabs her and then she just doesn't remember anything else. She has probably, like, pushed that shit deep down inside. Yeah, she says she just woke up in her bed the next day and, like, her parents wouldn't say anything to her about what happened and she doesn't remember. And But I think she kind of, like some part of her knows something bad happened.
1: I didn't think about that, but I think you're right. I, I kind of chalked it up to the Jason Voorhees effect, which in the past two movies, <laughs> this like, same thing happens. Like, he comes out, he grabs you, you f- pass out, you wake up, everything's okay, and you question, was this a dream?
0: Yeah, because she, she says that she doesn't remember what happens, yeah. but then later she says, I just want to forget the whole thing. So I think there's definitely... she's Yeah, she's repressed it, and she... Clearly, her parents haven't done anything to help her move on past it. Well, I say
1: she's lying. They don't believe her at all.
0: Yeah, which what I, should, I don't I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What's
1: well, will Yeah, we we'll yeah. not talk about that. Yeah. Her, <laughs> her parents
0: suck. I'm amazed she is as self-possessed a human being as she is, Yeah. considering how they clearly treat her. Yeah. Uh, we don't see her parents at all in this movie, and we have a very clear picture of how shitty they are. Exactly. But this is where we get a convenient moment of Rick's car battery dying, which they weren't sitting in the car. Why did they have the car running? Why did they not think that the battery could possibly die if they just had it switched on enough for the lights to be on? Yeah. any human being, any human being knows that, that yeah. Will happen.
1: like, yeah, you don't do that. He's like I just charged it yesterday. What? <laughs> no, just, just don't. if your if your car battery's dying within a day of use, like you got to get that fixed,
0: yeah, or, you know, not just sit there with it clicked on. For the lights yeah, to be on, exactly
1: stupid rig. Yeah, yeah, oh my
0: god. Uh, so yeah, I had I had an all caps note about that because it pissed me off. Then we go to Chili and Chuck for a little bit. Oh God, I need to point out because I don't notice if you noticed it. Uh huh. But um, Chili had like a little mini kit on a on a rope around her neck,
1: like a joint kit. Yeah. No, I didn't notice. So. Yeah.
0: No, it was a little boot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: huh.
0: Um. So yeah, she just. Had That around her neck, um, which oh. begs the question why were they doing the ridiculous bit of eating the weed if she's just gonna carry the kid around her neck anyway?
1: How did they still have weed? Because I thought the whole point was that they like tossed it all or got rid of it all.
0: They probably spit it back out into the bag, or they're probably smoking s- spit,
1: Blech.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, god, chili, yeah, chili's kind of shitty. She's like, well, she calls Shelly, like, porker or chubby or something. I don't, like, unnecessarily mean about him when he's not around. Anyway, Shelly has a lot of character flaws, but why are we fixated on his weight?
1: Yeah, that's the, no, that's that's the, the least, least of his worries. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But, yeah. uh, yeah.
1: Chuck has to go take a poo-poo.
0: Yeah, he gotta go poop.
1: And he uh, goes, meanwhile. well, no, he, that's oh, the yeah. whole thing. Cause... Yeah,
0: no, we've already talked about... Shelly getting her foot grabbed or Shelly grabbing Vera's foot.
1: Yeah. Um, Chuck wants to go goes to his poop and um, he like sparks up a joint while he's in the outhouse and then What
0: t- is with what is with the men in this movie consuming vices while on the toilet?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's a theme that they're going for here. Like I- maybe it's the writers trying to tell something. Like but I I think it's um dangerous to white. Anything in an outhouse, considering yeah. the concentration of shit that's down there?
0: Yeah, definitely like, a not. Lot of, like, methane gases going yeah, on. Yeah, you, could,
1: you could really hurt yeah, yourself. But he's, like, yeah, yeah. so, I guess, uh, I'm not sure if it's Jason, it's somebody. Something shakes the outhouse he's out there. After one shake, he's not questioning it. He's, like, hey, I'm going to pull up my pants and not wipe and do anything, and I'm just going to get out of here. Wash my hands or anything, either. He's just... So I have to watch the rest of this movie because unfortunately he survives. And every single time I see this guy on here, I have to think, man, that guy's got a poopy butt and he's just out here walking around like everything's OK. <laughs> Everything is not OK. Why are you doing this? This is, is killing me.
0: Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, we find that Vera still has Shelley's wallet. And completely disrespects it by just tossing it in the lake. Yep. <laughs> not on purpose, but also probably not entirely an accident, because I don't know. Like, yeah,
1: she probably like yeah. thought about doing it and just did it, and she's like, shit.
0: So she has to get in the water to get it out. So she's, you know, she's not being a piece of... I feel like anybody else on the trip would have been like, yeah, whatever. Fuck she was Shelly. probably the nicest person. Yeah. So she's trying to fish it out, and then she sees... Jason, because he's now got the hockey mask that Shelly had previously been wearing, and he's got the harpoon that Shelly had previously been wielding, and she was like, Okay, Shelly, it's fine. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and then like, he aims the harpoon, and she's like, Hey, seriously, this bit's getting old. And then Jason gets her right through the eye. Yeah. That's a tough shot.
1: It's a really cool kill, too. Yeah. Uh, I
0: wasn't even as annoyed with the 3D as I was with some other parts.
1: Yeah, that right there is an effective use of it. And this is where I start to like the movie.
0: Yeah, this is kind of where things ramp up.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm okay with everything, like, pretty much from this point on, except for a couple of places here and there. Um, but, yeah, that's a really cool kill. And then um, we have the whole thing with Debbie and Andy. They have their posts. <sighs> Panic sex conversation. Yeah. And he uh
0: She goes she goes to shower and he tries to talk to her while she's in the shower and she can't hear him and has to keep asking him to repeat herself and he seems annoyed by it. So he comes into the bathroom. Well, on his hands again. He's this guy in the handstands. Mm-hmm. I like
1: showing off that upper body strength.
0: Yeah, I like he's a weirdo. I see why him and Shelley are like friendly as roommates. Because I think Shelly's weirder habits, not his obnoxious ones, but his weirder ones, I could see Andy appreciating it. Yeah, I could see it. Um, but he comes in there to ask her if she wants a beer, even though maybe she's pregnant. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, she's not by the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> she's she's about to die. Um, but he does what you always do to me and just leaves the bathroom door open while she's in the shower. <laughs>
1: I didn't even think about it whenever I was watching this. Oh, oh no, I
0: clocked it right away. She
1: gets out and closes the door and is obviously frustrated with him. Yep. Yeah, fine. Yep. Okay. Um This um this sequence, though, is really cool because this, okay, so he's out there doing the hand walking and he's going back and forth between the rooms and then I really wanted suddenly, to see him try
0: and go down those spiral staircase. That would have been cool.
1: Yeah, too bad we didn't get to see that because yeah. Jason's sitting Jason on around the corner. Jason chops his
0: dick.
1: It... So this reminded me of that Terrifier kill.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: except this is way less brutal, but this is fucking brutal. Like, yeah, this
0: are like Bone yeah. Tomahawk.
1: Bone Tomahawk.
0: Yeah, there's like a...
1: No, we've not seen that.
0: I've seen the scene.
1: Oh, you have? I haven't. Yeah. Because I wanted to watch the movie and I want to go in fresh, but I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the effects on that were really good, though, because you actually see like half of him like actually come undone. Yeah. It's a really nice kill.
0: Yeah. Teach you to walk around on your hands all the time. Yeah, Who get, was he even showing off for at that point?
1: You don't have to always show off. To, like, do you not just do stuff because you enjoy doing them? Like, are you always trying to impress people? Maybe. Well, he's not.
0: Are you always impressed with me? Yes. Okay, well then, it's working. So don't <laughs> worry about it. Um, so, Debbie gets out of the shower, picks up a good old issue of Fangoria, and then Rude scrolls right past the article about tom savini
1: i uh, know <laughs> this is cool too because um so it's obviously like a tribute like a shout out to tom savini and then she gets killed in like one of the most iconic kills mm-hmm. from the first one yep. by him it's definitely done intentionally. oh yeah, yeah for sure
0: it had to have been
1: by the way what's your um how do you feel about the fake blood in this? Because you get fake blood drippings on the magazine in it's this. It's
0: so bright red. It is very bright
1: red. so bright red. Yeah, bright so red. Bright red. yeah I'm, I'm surprised you hadn't mentioned it yet.
0: Yeah, I'm just... There's a whole lot of other stuff to unpack. But this was probably the worst offender of the blood in this movie. Very, yeah, it definitely stands and... yeah. out right there. Um, And they were talking about all the issues they had with the fake blood in this film... Just trying to get everything washed out and how much red dye there was everywhere. I will say later, like, when, um, for whatever reason, Jason has put their clothes into a bathtub. (laughs) Yeah. The blood stain on the sweater looked plausible. Like, it was just a dark stain. It wasn't, like, bright red paint. Yeah, that looked better. But, yeah. So, now Debbie and Andy are both dead and we go back to Chili and Chuck. And the lights go out. Because Jason understands electrical systems. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's smart. Like, we yeah. clearly see, like, this time it's not, like, a storm or But how does anything. he know this
1: shit? Because he was living in such a piece of shit before. How does he know about electrical systems? I mean, he systems? installed a
0: toilet in his little lean-to. Like... We
1: don't even know if it worked. I think he just picked up a toilet and put it there.
0: Well, I mean, he got the basics of it.
1: <sighs> Maybe, I guess.
0: Uh, and chili well. has to be fucking... You man, man, go down there. Don't even take the lantern with you. Just feel your way around this house you've never been in, and go to the breaker box. And <laughs> yeah, quit. Um. So. Uh, so he does that, and meanwhile, Chili sits there and pours half half a container of salt onto their. Oh box.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> He's just just pouring.
1: It reminded me of the scene in Summer Party Massacre with this sugar in the Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very similar.
1: Um, but yeah, Chuck goes down there to investigate, and then Jason's down there and pushes him into the electric box. Did
0: he push him? I really, like, honestly the way I saw it was Chuck turns around and is startled and stumbles back into the electric box. I
1: thought he pushed him. I... Either way, I think that this is a, this is the worst stuff in the movie, which is fitting for probably the worst character. Um, Chuck, he goes out even in a boring way. It's just stupid. Like, it, why Why would you do that?
0: Meanwhile, upstairs, Shelley walks into Chili. How is he still a, alive,
1: by the way? I
0: don't know. Maybe maybe Jason didn't cut him very deep.
1: It was a big cut.
0: I, I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe he didn't fully. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, he walks in there. His throat has been cut. And, of course, Chili doesn't take it seriously because why would anybody take it seriously at this yeah. point? Um And then what she realizes is that, oh, he actually is dead. She runs, but Jason was prepared and had the poker in the fire, so it was nice and hot. And he actually, like, skewers her and burns her and all of that all at once. That was pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, I like that one, too. At least she died in an interesting way.
0: Yeah. Chris and Rick come back, and they can't find anyone. Presumably, there's been at least some time that Jason has been able to move all of these bodies around. Luckily, I'm just going to say this now. Luckily, we don't have any moments of opening a door and a body that has just been standing inexplicably falls down. No. They have a better moment of that later. Um, like, kind of a version of that where well, we'll get to this, it. Then.
1: This kind of um, whole thing reminds me. So, I feel like they're also doing more Halloween stuff here because this all... Um, feels similar to how Michael staged things uh, for, uh, hmm And, like, it even has, like, some of the similar things, like, with the body that, like, kind of, like, drops down. Like, being hung upside down by, like, one of the biker dudes or whatever. Yeah. But this is also very reminiscent of the second movie. Because two people come back and yeah, the Yeah, th- this is
0: a little bit, a little bit overdone. Yeah. Um... So, they get back, and Chris feels like something's wrong. She goes to look around inside. Rick goes to look around outside, and Jason pops his head. And this is probably the worst effect for me. Oh, with yeah. With the eyeball popping out of the screen.
1: That was terrible. It was awful. Yeah. it was.
0: It's not, not worth whatever effort they put into it.
1: No. And no I, payoff. They definitely put a lot of effort because of the shots as we were seeing or a lot of effort.
0: But what this means is that now Chris is all alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she doesn't fully know it yet, but we as the audience do. So yep. we know she's our final girl, even though we knew she was going to be our final girl anyway. Yeah. Um, and apparently, Jason's signature move is just to throw bodies through the window. <laughs> I made a mention of that.
1: Yeah. I was like, it's a requirement for a Friday the 13th movie to have a body just fly through the window.
0: Yes. Right next to the person mm-hmm. that's standing there and realizing it. Always in the final around. girl sequence, yes. too. Yes. Um... <laughs> So she she runs up the stairs while Jason comes in and she knocks a bookshelf over, which doesn't actually fall on him because she's upstairs and he's downstairs, but books fall on him and he's annoyed by that. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, ow, ow. (laughs) And what I appreciate, this is what I'm saying, she's mostly competent. So she's hiding in a room at one point and she finds Debbie's body and Jason finds her and what she does is she pulls the knife out of Debbie's back and stabs his hand yeah like that was a smart move yeah i was i was ready to be annoyed because it was very similar to that first that opening scene in the first movie where the girl's up in the attic and she was like there's so many things here but i can't use any of them to to defend myself yeah but she actually you know she does defend herself she runs out and we think that she's immediately going to go to the van and try and drive away but instead she's like okay where is he at he's coming out he's going to come out this door all right i'm gonna wait right here with this big log and when he walks through, she, like, fucking bashes him. Yeah. But she doesn't do the number one rule.
1: Double tap. Double
0: tap. Yeah, double tap. She didn't do it. And that's, that's a point away from her. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I, I appreciate that she was like, all right, I'm not just going to try and drive away. I'm going to try and, you know, slow him down some first. Which was a smart move because the van can only drive, like... A very small distance before, you know, the engine ceases because there's no gas.
1: Yep, right on top of the bridge. Right on top of the bridge, which was not
0: up to code. Yeah, it was
1: established to be very wonky in the very beginning.
0: Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was bad. And this is where I'm saying that Jason gets to be smart in this film. You know, smart and brutal because when he comes up to her, she rolls the window up, traps his hands in the van window... And he just fucking headbutts that shit. Yeah. That was honestly kind of a really cool move.
1: Well, he did that in the last one, too. The end. Of it. Remember, he like just like goes right through the window headfirst.
0: It's not
1: the first time for him. It
0: was just interesting because his, his hand's being trapped up there. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, that was
1: a good move. It was a smart on
0: So she runs back to the barn and she puts a stick... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's like a shovel or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: not anything that's meant to hold it. And Jason, you know, he's like, okay, cool. There's enough wiggle room. He can pull the door open and lift that. Yeah, He doesn't even just, like, use brute strength to come through. He's like, you know, we can do it this way. And he's smart because when he comes in, he puts the big board that's meant to go through there, there, which makes it so the doors can't budge, and so Chris can't move the bar herself.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And this is... Like, a nice little moment for Jason Voorhees, because he, like, lifts the mask and, like, like...
1: Oh, wait, that was different. That's, like, after she hangs him.
0: Oh, yeah, it was. So, uh,
1: this part right here, she is hanging up in, like, the rafter. Oh, yeah! And I want you to know, do you know what I'm thinking of right here? No. This is another opportunity. I think I've brought this up a couple of times on this podcast, but... The Roger Elbow <laughs> from American.
0: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> I wanted it to happen so bad. Here. I can't not think about it. But yeah, it was perfect opportunity for that.
0: But that's what I'm saying. She's kind of badass as a final girl. Like she was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking drop down on this guy.
1: Yeah, she's probably the like the uh, the best we've seen so far.
0: Yeah. Um, so she she does that. Runs back up to the loft. He follows her. She hits him with a shovel. And then she's just, just looks like, I'm going to fucking hang this motherfucker.
1: That was smart. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: I was worried she was going to try and, like, kick him off. And I was like, don't do that because he can get back up. Yeah. But no. She puts the rope around his neck. She knocks him off. He hangs. And she's fairly certain he's dead, even though he doesn't seem to have much of a discernible neck. So yeah. maybe that was a flaw in her plan. Um. So she goes downstairs she still can't lift the bar, so she takes one of the other tools in the barn and she hits it. Like, again, smart. Yeah. Um, although it didn't really work out in her favor. <laughs> yeah. Because when she opens the door, this is what I'm saying, was kind of one of those moments like opening a door and then you would expect the dead body to fall, but he's just hanging there.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that was kind of a little wink and a nod to those types of moments. Yeah. But he uh, is not dead. Mm-mm. And... He gets himself free, and that's when he, like, lifts his mask. Yeah,
1: I really love that.
0: Like, I swear, like, it was almost like a wink and a smile from him.
1: Yeah, because he knows, like, that this is the person that he fucked with before. Yeah, and that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, this is smart. He's not just mindlessly killing people.
1: Yeah, he's... Which I think
0: is kind of a little bit what it seemed like in the second movie. Yeah. He um, was kind of like, just, other than yeah, his weird fixation guy. with sex, which was because, you know, he drowned when two counselors were fucking. Um, but this was definitely, this was a moment like he knew, like you're like, oh, that's like a psychological a element. Here yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. and we I don't think we had that in the first two movies as much. No. So I thought that was really nice. And this is, like I said, this is where we really get a lot more about the character of Jason Voorhees. Mm hmm. But surprise, Ali is still alive.
1: Surprise, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. And he uh, he jumps up. Why didn't he jump up before? So There's been so much shit how going is he on alive? in this barn. I don't know. In
1: that scene where like we think he's dead, he beats the shit out of yeah. him. Like, how is he alive?
0: Well, this time he beats the shit out of him with the machete. So it's not just beating him. He's like chopping him up.
1: Chops his hand off.
0: Yeah, chops his hand off right away. That was pretty gross.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was brutal.
0: Yeah, that was brutal. And he just, like, he just keeps chopping for, like, a minute.
1: Double tap. Yeah, he... Effective. He realized his mistake there. He's like, I'm making sure this motherfucker's dead this time.
0: He's like, God damn it. I I know the double tap rule. I'm... My bad. I... I, I, You're not one of the ones I wanted to fuck with. I just wanted (laughs) you to be dead. I don't want you to come back in two years. And we have this whole moment. This is special. This is for Chris. Yeah. Um... It's like, my bad. My apologies. I want to really make sure you're dead this time. Um, please don't leave any negative reviews on Google. I'll do whatever I can to right this wrong. So that way you can refer my business to all of your friends. This one right oh, here... Oh, never mind. All of your friends are already dead.
1: This one right here kind of reminded me... Um, made me think of, like, uh, Wesley Vernon. Because this is, like, definitely, like, the type of thing that he, like, focuses on. Like, you know, the, like, psychological aspect. Yeah. Of, yeah. I thought That was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I could, I could picture Leslie Vernon being, like no, 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 you can't leave that guy alive because it messes with the psychological torture that you're giving to your final girl. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Vernon would have a lot of opinions about this. But Chris just picks up an axe because they're in a barn. There's a lot of weapons for her to work with. I'm glad that they didn't just make her helpless. Yeah. She hits him in the head, and then she gets into a canoe.
1: Okay, so at this (laughs) point, let's make a note. There are three different endings for this movie. Yes. So this is the one that they went with. So she goes into the canoe. Surprise, surprise. This is a Friday the 13th movie. We have to make them all in the fucking same. So she goes out there into the middle of the water. Now this part I like. I like the part where she wakes up. And she looks upstairs and he's alive without his yes! mask on. Yes. That shit that is creepy. That was scary.
0: And they had like the gash on there. Yeah. So you actually think, because like, obviously, like, you know, this is 2021. We know that he lives for several more movies. Yeah. Um. Even after he dies, we know he can come back. Like, he's like <laughs>
1: smiling too, yeah, though. And it's he's so creepy. Smiling.
0: Yes, it is a very creepy moment. And then he comes down and he busts through the door and but then it
1: just starts running after him. And it starts running after him. I feel them. like I've had nightmares of this exact thing. Like, that is. I feel like this is, like, the perfect, like, nightmare, like, yeah. on film right there. It was. It's effective. I love this part. And I right honestly
0: here. wish that it had just ended there. I
1: know, me too. Like, a shot of him just, like, sprinting at her from, like, the cabin. And, and that, then they could have done their,
0: their nonsense 3D bullshit and have him running right no, at the
1: camera. No. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just have him running at the camera. Or, yeah, just have him running and then. In But no, okay, what we have to do, he disappears, and then, what do you fucking know? Somebody from the water comes out and grabs you. Oh, it's the mom this time.
0: And her dehydrated jerky head is reattached to her body somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. So, this is one thing that... <laughs> I did is... not like that moment No, I hate this. And this is one of my main issues with this movie is... This is what I was saying before. Like, it almost feels like a repeat of everything before. It just feels uninspired. Yeah. Like, this is the same shit. This is, it's not as effective a third time in a row. No, it's not. You gotta do something different. And then
0: we've got the same kind of moment where, you know, go, like, oh, she's in shock. She's murmuring about stuff. It yeah. obviously wasn't real. I will say, though, that out of all of the Fatty the 13th movies and various other movies we have talked about, these are probably the most compassionate cops. And that's saying something because they still fucking manhandle Chris. Yeah. Like, they shove her into the back of the car and she's, like, freaking out. And the one guy turns around and, like, grabs her shoulders. It's okay!
1: You know what I thought? I actually may have known about this. That reminded me of, like, Car Rides with Talia. Like, where, like, she was freaking out in the backseat and we have to, like, turn on it. It's okay!
0: <laughs> and say, so, yeah, that's actually a decent comparison.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that was ending number one that they go with so was, they could really
0: have, technically end in number three ending number
1: three yeah the final one they had resho- they have yeah. one that they ended up actually shooting um so they had one where um chris kills him with like a scythe and the yeah, barn
0: decapitates him yeah
1: decapitates him but and they, they felt thought like it was it, too final yeah they, you know obviously this thing's printing money at this point you can't do that
0: yeah
1: um and then they filmed another one that and like, I think this one would have been cool to see. Like, they have footage of it, so I would, I was really hoping it was going to be like a feature, like an extra in the DVD. But, um, it just involves like, uh, her waking up and then she sees Rick in the house and she goes up to, and they're like running side by side and you see him in the windows and then she opens the door and it's Jason and she decapitates her or he decapitates her.
0: That would have also been a nice ending. that would
1: have been nice. I would have liked to have seen that too. But I think that...
0: The original movie wasn't even supposed to be this. The original idea for this film was to follow Jenny at a psych hospital. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But the actress didn't want to come back at that point for, yeah. for it.
1: That would have been interesting.
0: So that that's what I'm saying. This script went through a lot.
1: Yeah. And that's a lot to so like, have to like change and rework within a year. Because they have to get these things out like, it, by the next year. You would have
0: that they would have you know, had the contract signed with Ginny before they...
1: <laughs> it seems like people who do these movies don't really want to come back except Steve Miner <laughs> and uh, Harry Manfredini. I guess those are the only two people. And then after this one, they're done. Except maybe yeah. Harry. Harry might come back.
0: We'll find out. We'll find out next month.
1: Yeah. But yeah.
0: That's that's, uh, that's Friday the 13th, part 3. Mm-hmm. In 3D or 2D. however However you feel.
1: Apparently, um... For, uh, for those that do have a 3d TV and have the scream factory um, so um, the 3d option is the preferred option um they did 4k remasters so these like it's not in 4k but they did like 4k scans and um, reviews of this one the 2d version is not as crisp as like the others hmm. um it yeah, just, but, yeah. It's, it's got varying degrees of like certain scenes are soft and then the next ones are sharp um, it still has the grain, but um, apparently if you watch it in 3D, like you retain all of that, and it looks really good. Interesting. So, but yeah.
0: All right. So after all that, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good after talking about the ending. Like, the last half, it's good. But man, that first half just drags it down, and the characters. Mm-hmm. I know we did half points last week, but I'm going to bump it up a half point i guess 5.5 5.
0: Right. i'm gonna keep mine at six i feel like six is a solid rating for this you know it, there are definitely some weak points but more good than bad i think for me okay so that's gonna bring us up to 5.75 and jesse
1: wins hey. so, shockingly
0: i think talia didn't like this movie very much
1: no she left like yeah so... very quickly into it
0: Starts off, she's all sleepy and cuddly, and then our real estate agent called us, so we had to pause, and she took that opportunity to scratch at the door. So once we were done with our call, and had to walk her. And then when we came back, she uh, decided she wanted to scratch at the door again, even mm-hmm. though she'd just gone. And then she pouted, because we were like, no, we're, we're not falling for this game. We know that you just... You you don't need to poop right now. We nope. can do this after the movie. Yeah. And so she pouted for a little bit, and she just stayed upstairs. Um, and this was like during the second half of the movie, which was actually like the good half. Yeah. She just didn't want. She didn't even want to see it at all. So I think Talia gives this. I think she gives us a two.
1: That's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, two is probably where she feels. Yeah.
0: Who did you relate to the most in this movie?
1: Uh, I related to. Um... I guess Andy, because I leave the bathroom door open apparently while he's showering. I'm just gonna
0: say I relate to Debbie because (laughs) God damn it!
1: I don't walk on my hands, but you know.
0: You should. You should try it.
1: I'm gonna start it. (laughs) Let's do this. And I'm gonna continue leaving the bathroom door open. Please don't. I gotta fully commit to it. Oh. Method acting.
0: All right, that is it. We will come back with the final chapter next month. Mm -hmm. But next week guess what we're talking about
1: doing children of the corn
0: children of the corn <laughs> um in the meantime if you feel like chit-chatting with us you can email us at least favorite scary movie at gmail.com you can follow our social media accounts we've got a twitter least fave pod we've got an instagram least favorite podcast least favorite scary movie podcast you got it okay <laughs> um Got a Facebook page. It's what's your least favorite scary movie. Travis has an Instagram. It's Groovy commie. He does all of the artwork for our episodes. So if you want to check out any of his own artwork, you can follow him there. You can also follow him on Twitter at travlaw. If you like our Talia discussions or if you like hearing her bark in the background, you can see more of her on Instagram at I'll Tell You What? Oh, the spellings for these will be in our show notes. That way we don't have to spill out 500 different accounts for you. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. Alright, see you next week, folks.
1: See you guys, bye. Bye. Um, hold on, I'm sorry, I forgot I didn't get the writers for this.
0: It's okay, because you're editing this. That's true. Hey, Travis. What? Hey, hey, editing, Travis. Hey, hi. Okay, stop. (laughs) Jesse.